Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Wallen. So this week on the podcast, we have Rebecca Grimes. Rebecca is an actress who you're going to best know from Fair City. She plays Hazel on the show. You're also going to know really soon from the Demo and Ivor movie, which is coming into cinemas early next year. It's all very exciting. Let me talk a little bit about it on the podcast. Um, It's a really, really great chat. I am not going to get in the way of fun times ahead. So please enjoy Rebecca Grimes playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moran. Rebecca Grimes, Jerry play Personality Bingo. Yes. All right. Okay. Let's do it. So I'll give you a quick explainer of how it all works. Okay. Um, so basically, I'm going to put 60 minutes on the clock. I've got 60 balls in here and 60 corresponding questions. I've given you five numbers. Would you do me a favor and read out the numbers I've given you? Yep. Yeah, seven, 41, 51, 27, and six. Oh, they're such good random numbers. They're good numbers. Uh, okay. Do you do me another favor and pick a sixth number of your choosing between yeah. one and 60? Okay. What are you going to go for? Lucky number 13. Ooh, mm. bold. Yeah, dark. Bold. I don't know, has anyone done that? Just like spat in the face of luck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, I like it. Um, okay, and so uh, I should say that if it's never happened before, if all your numbers come out, oh, you God. win personality bingo. That means that the tables are turned. I'm going to win it. And you, okay, fuck <laughs> it. Fuck it. And what happens? The tables turn, and the, then I ask you? You get to ask me anything in the whole wide world that you might want. Oh, my God. But um, yeah, it's never happened. Someone's got the five. Sometimes people whitewash, so there's a there's a wide range of options. This is great. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's just fucking go for it. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Number twenty-two. Do you have it? No. Okay, no worries. Number twenty-two. Uh, question is: Did you ever get detention in school? Um. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Probably for something stupid. Like I wish I had a really cool story mm. about it. Um. It was probably something stupid, like talking, yapping down the back of the class. I was very good in school. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I really was. Did you rebel against that at any point? Because, like, I, I, like, I've never been fucking mental, but like, no. you, it's it's weird, like your evolution from being like, I was like probably just afraid to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I was like, I loved school. Mm. You know, when people were like, oh, I was so happy to leave. I wanted to stay. You know, I really loved it. Yeah. Um. I was school captain, if you don't mind. Ooh. Like just what, like head boy or girl? Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, and I loved it. Yeah, I did well in school, and I really liked it. So if I got detention, it was probably like something stupid. And then I probably had a teacher come up, like, and be like, "We're really disappointed in you, Rebecca." Yeah. And that was the only time I ever did it. Probably. And what, well, if you like, so you're good in school and that kind of thing. Were teachers kind of like, "Why are you going into acting?" Um. No, because they all knew that I loved doing that. Like, so we had kind of extracurricular drama stuff after school and school plays and stuff. And I was always involved in those. So it wasn't a surprise to mm. anyone. I think they were all delighted that I was going to go on and do something with it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else they would have thought I was going to do, you know. But the moral of the story is you never set your school on fire. Never. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. I you know, know. There's, there's time. The night is young. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, let's see, number 20, I don't know why I said 20, I didn't see, it is 26, do you have that one? 27, so Ooh, close. So close. Uh, what is your most treasured relationship with someone over the age of 65? Ah, uh, I was hoping this would come out. It's a good question. It's a good question. It would be my ma. Ah, oh, she's great. And now I've given away her age. Yeah, she won't like that. Um, so yeah, my mum is the best in the world. She is just the best crack, the best fun 
the best listener. Um, she gives great advice. She tells great stories. She is so funny. She's always up for a laugh. Um, she has a wicked sense of humour. Mm. She was always playing jokes on us and playing pranks on us. Um, but you see, she does this thing where she'll tell you a joke and we call them a mama joke now. So she'll tell you a joke but then she doesn't tell you that it was a joke afterwards. So she'll tell you a story or she'll tell you something and she'll be laughing away and you don't know if it's real or not. So she'll do that all the time. Um, she used to do it when we were kids and we were really gullible. So she told me when I was in school that we were related to Bill Clinton. And I just thought this was so exciting. And I yeah. went in and told everyone in school and I was like, guys, you'll never guess what. Distant cousin down the line, but me and Bill, yeah, we're relatives like. So, yeah, she never told me that one wasn't true. I figured that one out myself. Um, only recently, this is really sad, she used to tell me that every time we passed the, uh, you know, the red and white towers out at um, yeah, Sandy Mount. Yeah, yeah. She told me my dad painted them, right? So my dad's a painter and decorator. So it's a believable story. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh my God, like he must have been up there on a harness. <laughs> he must have been getting blown around the place on windy days. Like, God, fair play to him, you know? And she only like that only came to light a couple of years ago when I brought a boyfriend home and there was a photo of the terrors and I was like oh you know my dad painted them and my mother just pissed herself laughing she was like no Rebecca that was just something we told you like oh my so, god yeah she, do, she tells loads of uh, elaborate yeah red and white lies like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know yeah like but they're both like even the Bill Clinton one like if you're at a certain age that is just about believable enough because you're like wait well, he's not present now like yeah I was like I can buy it, yeah. But also, I believed everything when I was ten, so yeah, I thought that was pretty plausible. And like, did you always tell your mom? Like, sorry, I kind of didn't even ask the question. Like, do you tell your mom how everything? Everything. Do you? And did you always do that? I always. You never went through like embarrassed teenager phase. No, like like I told her everything. Like, yeah. Like first kiss, would you come home and tell her? Yeah. Really? I told her when I lost my virginity. Really? I came home and I was like, you'll never guess what. (laughs) Gosh. And she was always cool. She just rolled with the punches. She was really cool. And I think um, we just have such a great relationship. Like she's my best friend, not just my mom, you know. So um, I think that was probably why I never rebelled and I never tried to do anything against them because I knew I had a really open relationship with my mom and I could tell her anything. So it would be like, oh, I got really drunk. I was sick um, or... I kissed this boy or this boy broke my heart or whatever. So I was always able to tell her everything. Yeah, that's really nice. Like, uh, it, like it's weird, uh, like, because I've gotten way closer with my, both my folks as yeah. I've gotten older. As you get older, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, w- yeah, yeah. Which is nice as well. But, like, I remember being, like, I remember being kind of equally, like, envious and equally, like, weirded out by my friends who had that relationship. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's weird. She's your mom. Why are you telling her Why stuff? Are you telling her these but things, then at the same yeah. time, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of great. Like, she's your mom and you're telling her stuff. Yeah, she's brilliant. She, um, she brought me to get a tattoo when I was 15, okay. right? So I I was in school and all the girls were getting their belly buttons pierced, right? And I came home one day and I was like, I want my belly button pierced because I thought this was just cool. Mm. And I was like, right. And I was bracing myself to go home and tell my mom. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to tell her. I'm, gonna, I'm getting it done. I'm getting it done. So I went in. I remember she was standing at the sink peeling potatoes or something. And I was like, I want to get my belly button pierced. And she's like, oh, that's stupid. And I was like, no, it's not. You don't understand. Everyone has it. It's really cool. And she was like, oh, would you not get something else? Like, would you not get a tattoo? And I was like, oh, hadn't occurred to me at all. Like I was 15. I was like, that's a great idea. And she had gotten one when she was like 50. She went and got a tattoo. So, yeah, she brought me when I was 15 and got me a tattoo. Yes. Um, She bought me my first fake ID. (laughs) She's a rock star. (laughs) She's cool. Yeah, she's the best in the world. She's like so much more edgy than me. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) She's cooler than me. What did you get tattooed and do you regret it now? Um, 
I don't regret it. I never see it. It's funny, um, a friend of mine saw it recently and she was like, I forgot about that because mm. it's 100 years now because I'm ancient. Um, so I got a Bluebell because my nickname um, at home was always Bluebell. Really? Yeah, and it's shortened to Blue. So like my Christmas cards and birthday cards and stuff like from my sister or any of that will all say to Blue, Happy Christmas. Um, so yeah, I got a Bluebell and I traced it out of a ladybird book of Alice in Wonderland because oh look at this deep backstory mm. so my middle name is Alice Alison sorry Alison and when I was a kid people would say what's your name and I would say it's Rebecca Alice in Wonderland mm. so I traced I found a bluebell in an Alice in Wonderland book and at 15 I was like oh my god this is fade I have to get this so yeah I have a Faded bluebell. That's an excellent story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the like the opening scene of a movie that like will set the Beautiful, tone. Isn't it? it's, it's really just, good. Yeah, it's really poignant. I yeah, think. well done, you. <laughs> All right, let's go again. Okay, here we go. Number oh, two came out right. We'll go for first number forty-four. Do you have it? Forty-one. Come oh, on, okay. Tom, you're killing me. I, we're, we're warming up. Okay. Right. Uh, could you ever see yourself running for president? <gasps> no. <laughs> this is the answer to that. No, I couldn't. It would just be absolutely impossible for me. But I do really want to go to the parties in the president's house. Yeah. Do you know he has those garden parties yeah. in the hours? I really want to get invited to one of them. That's realistic. That is realistic, isn't it? Definitely. Like they do artists' days and like celebrating artists and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, why haven't you invited me? Come For on. sure. Did Michael, come yeah, on. 100%. How do I get invited to that, Tom? I don't know. I was there when what? I was... What? You can go. Like, I think you can just walk in. I honestly do. I don't think it's hard to get really? into the... Yeah, I think it's fairly easy. I think someone's going to stop me now. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, there has to be... No, you'll definitely like get Like if it's a day that there's a party on or just any day like that. I, I went with the scouts. I was in like beavers or whatever. Oh. Yeah, on my little neckerchief and I rocked <laughs> up to the presence. I might have sang there or something. I can't remember. But yeah, like I don't think he was there. Um, and he has the great dogs as well. Yeah, you know? that's what I want. I want now, go to the garden party. I want a glass of something nice in the garden. I want it to be a sunny day. Mm. And I want to meet him and Sabina and the dogs. Sabina, yeah, I forgot her name. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That was good that I remember that, wasn't it? Yeah, so <laughs> who was, if there was, all right, if, okay, let's just pretend the game you are president. Okay. Who would be like the one Irish person that you'd like invite, you'd use that as your chance to like meet them? You'd invite them for a oh, little tea party. Oh my God, an Irish person? Yeah, an Irish person. Oh, oh God, okay. Um, who would I like to meet? I'm going to leave her and I'm going to think of somebody really important and meaningful. Um, oh God, who would I like to meet? Pressure. Yeah, that was a on the spot question. That was on the spot. I'd like to meet uh, Mary Robinson. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking of all like because there has been like Mary Robinson, and Mary McAleese, just both like deadly women who've been present in yeah. recent years. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is kind of interesting how like Ireland had like female presidents before. I don't know. You just look to the states for everything, don't you? Yeah. Like, it's great though. It's it's really progressive and they're both brilliant yeah. like as in Mary McAleese especially she's an yeah. amazing person yeah 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 she's dead we were talking about um, Michelle Obama and if she'd like run for president yeah. she's another incredible person yeah she's great isn't she she's fucking deadly do you know the story about the um, about an ex-boyfriend of hers I don't know if it's a, maybe my mother told me this and she made this one up as well <laughs> um, she had an ex-boyfriend and he is like running a restaurant. He's a restaurateur or something. Re did you say that word? Restaurateur? Yeah, Rantor? I think you got it right. Whatever. He owns a restaurant, runs a restaurant. And um, I don't know, were they in the restaurant or something? But Obama said to her, oh, um, think of how different things could have been. Like if you stayed with him, you could have uh, owned half of this restaurant. And she said, no, sweetie, if I stayed with him, he'd be the president of the US. 
Whoa. Isn't that good? That's great. Yeah, she's cool. I like she's her. very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a really bad movie about their relationship. Oh. And it was awful. But it didn't. It didn't really sour my. Uh, my, my no, she's great. She's great. She's very cool. She's very cool and she's stunning. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah she's kind of just got. She's so, like, it's so weird. Like, I wonder will there ever be like another normal president in America? Oh God, I hope so. Like, they'll either like run the exact opposite way, and it will be someone like Michelle Obama, or like someone you know, kind of who has a presidential air and like yeah. whatever, whatever. Uh, or else it'll be like I'm not joking. It will be someone like Kanye West or someone. Could be. It, it's it. not. Could be. It's like, not ridiculous to say not, that. Or, like, or, or The Rock. The Rock, I think. I think someone was talking about that. Like, he would definitely get elected. Yeah. People fucking love yeah, him. Yeah, people would vote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows what he'd be like. I feel like he's pretty conservative. I think he might be real conservative oh, as well. No, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> uh, right, another one came out, so we'll just go for that one. Right, yeah. number three. Do you have that? I don't. Okay, number three, no worries. I mean, we're but we're flying through them, okay. which which is good news. Okay. Uh, number three, tell us about a memory that still makes you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct response. Oh no. Okay, I was thinking of this, going, what are the memories that make me laugh? Um, and there's just one that sticks out, and it's so so embarrassing. So if you had a question there, going, what's your most embarrassing story? This would be the same answer. I used to have that question, and then I was like, that's too on the nose. So uh, this is great. Well, this is a great uh, roundabout way of getting to it. Yeah. it still makes me laugh. It makes me laugh so much. Um, so not too long ago, I was in a important meeting with an important producer, and um, I sat down for my meeting, and it all went well, and. Things went great and I left the meeting. I was delighted with myself and all was well. And I was carrying on about my business until I got a phone call from said producer. And somehow during the day, unbeknownst to me, a, I have to stress, clean pair of underwear attached themselves to me, Tom. Somewhere on my person was um, a pair of underwear. And... (laughs) They were attached to me the whole day. The meeting was like mid-afternoon, so I'd been pottering about. I had been in work. And um, the underwear chose the exact moment to disengage from me during that meeting. Oh, God. But again, I did not know this. (laughs) So it was only when I left and I got a phone call to see had I somehow left behind me a pair of blue lacy knickers on the producer's chair <laughs> oh my god male producer female producer female female which is something it is something and they were clean which is something else um <laughs> so i was just so absolutely mortified and perplexed and confused by this and then through much investigation um i realized that when i'd been sitting on the chair, I had a coat on me and I put my hands in the pockets of the coat as I was waiting on the producer and I felt something in the pocket, but there was nothing in the pocket. So I kind of just shook it around and I was like, no, there's definitely nothing in the pocket and continued on. And then I left the meeting. But then when I got home, there's like a hidden inside pocket in the coat, like behind the actual pocket in the lining of the coat. And obviously something had gotten mixed up in the washing machine something no a pair of blue lacy knickers had gotten mixed up in the washing machine and they were in that secret hidden compartment and as I flapped the coat around they obviously dislodged and I tell that story uh, my friends like oftentimes I'll just get voice memos from them and it'll just be them howling laugh and going I just remember the blue (laughs) knickers story and it just every time I think of it like 
it's so embarrassing but it's too good not to share like oh. it's just but my main question about that was right so that was a freak of accident something I something had gotten uh, mixed up in the washing machine obviously yeah and in the dryer or in the dryer whatever it was why wasn't it a sock Tom yeah <laughs> that's the thing like if you're talking about what could have been worse like if you're talking about coming from a washing machine yeah okay there are like it they could have been dirty knickers. That, like, true, yeah. That is, that would be the worst, okay? But like... Let me stress, they were clean. They were very, very, very clean. Yeah. But I just... Why wasn't it a sock? Why wasn't it a sock? It's an excellent question. Yeah. Like, there's, you always have more socks. You yeah. know, like, for every yeah. pair of underwear, you've got, like, two socks. Yeah. It should have been a sock. Double the odds there. Yeah. Yeah, I was just unlucky with that one. You were just unlucky. <laughs> you were unlucky with your underwear, and so far you're unlucky in personality even go. Oh, ouch. But we'll plough on. We will. Much like you were forced to do with the rest of your day after that, like... <laughs> Uh, Earth-ending moment, right? Um, number fifty-two. Fifty-one. Oh, you fuck. are. I thought you had that one and all. Right, number fifty-two. When was the last time you wrote a letter? <gasps> last night. Really? Yes. Whoa, that's the first time that's ever happened. I wrote a letter last night. Yeah, contents highly top secret. Yeah. Highly top secret is that a phrase? Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, absolutely classified information. Whoa. I wrote a letter last night. Really? Yeah. Okay. Can you wait? Okay. I just tell me to Go fuck on. off. What was it like? A positive letter or like a, a stern? Like this is so serious. I'm writing it on a letter. Oh, wouldn't you like to know? I'd love to. Well, okay, well, let's talk around letters, like, because letters are so interesting. Because my mum used to write me letters, like, if oh, I. Oh, that's so cute. Well, if I oh. did something wrong. Oh, yeah. oh, that's so frightening. So, and then, but like. Oh, you know, it's serious when pen hits paper, like, yeah. Oh, man, right. Okay, I'll. I'll I, Stable. I am. Um, when I was. I don't know if I ever talked about this. This is. I, I, I don't know if I talked about this in podcasts. This is like the Tell defining us. moment of my, like, 18 to. Oh, like 22 was like I was in this relationship when I was like all through like a secondary school relationship yeah. first time like fond love and all yeah. all that stuff uh, and um, and then anyway basically she she cheated on me after like two and a bit years oh. and it was it was real sad I was just real sad but I was also real like I was really angry like and really yeah. just fucked up about it yeah yeah oh, man it was, I did I, I I did handle it well but like at the same time like I should have just been like all right that's fine like we just like leave here but like you know I didn't really have the maturity to do yeah. that so all this stuff and anyway I remember like and which actually in hindsight was really smart but we it, it happened when she was away on a holiday and I was um left here so then she you know was still away for a few days and I was like right in this interim time before we get to talk about it I don't know like what there was to really say but I was like I'm gonna write it all down yes. and I, I wrote like this ridiculously long like uh, probably seven pages of like emotions uh, it was emotion <laughs> and like the, the hilarious thing about it was when I was finished like the ink was literally stained with tears oh no it was like an awful movie like did you spray like links on it and there was like big patches <laughs> <laughs> it was awful like my god but I just I remember like thinking but like there is a good thing about a letter that if you you know if like I was like alright we need to talk and you sit down and talk you're inevitably not going to say all the things you want to say don't say all the things you get sidetracked and also you forget that a conversation is a dialogue and people jump in like I just jumped in over you but people jump in with stuff and you get sidetracked and you forget the things that you want to say and you also forget that they have reactions and opinions and you have to deal with those. Whereas a letter, it's grand, it's pretty selfish, like it's one-sided, you go, I can say all the things I want to say. That's why people write them, I think, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Like, there's this amazing, um, uh, you know Lucy Kate, the comedian? Yeah, yeah, He is this great bit, like, about, like, the, I suppose the modern equivalent for most people is probably an email. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you, you'll send off uh, an email, but, like, when you, when, like, you have it, like, if you ever have a big email to send and then you send it to a friend to like kind of proofread it or like yeah, say yeah, like yeah. look how good my letter is yeah, yeah. and then 
but like, see, so I didn't think at the start, hey, can you just give this a read? I'm going to send this to so-and-so. But when you send that email oh, to the person that you're you meant to send the clean emails, to, yeah, and uh, just that thing of like how proud you are of it or how like much you've toiled over it because you want it to be just like, oh, I just, you know, fired this off at the, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you obviously pour over every oh, word. But what happened with the letter that you wrote? Oh, I, I read it to her in the Phoenix Park on a bench. Oh, wow. And, uh, that's, that's dramatic. And it was really dramatic. Oh, man, it was, was so... It raining? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't, which was good because it made my tears look great. Oh, very good. Oh, uh, well, weirder thing. Then, like, we hadn't, we haven't spoken like really since, really. You know, uh, the like, I've seen her like once or twice, and we like said hello and had like small talk. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I like, not that long ago, like two or three years ago, I, I, I messed her at the blue and was kind of like, here, do you have that letter? I kind of, I wanted to see it because I wanted to see like. What it was like. I he was wants just, to chart your progress. Yeah. I'll tell you what you should do now if you ever find yourself in that situation again. Take a copy of it, Tom. That's what I should have done. Yeah. I didn't have the, the cop on. Yeah, I was well, too heartbroken, you, you know? Uh, but I asked her and she was just like, no. Oh, you freak. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> it must have been so weird. She's like, what are you talking about? New number, who's this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would have been which would have been fair, but... um. Um, But your mother used to write you letters. She used to write me letters. Things. Yeah. It, it, like leave it just down on the kitchen table like for you to find. Yeah, no, on my pillow. Oh. She also write like, but like it was, it was. But you're right. It was both sides because like if she was like real proud, like if we like did something oh. good or maybe like on a birthday, like yeah, a big like nice card, like a long. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like so it was kind of at either ends of the spectrum, good or bad. You get a letter. That's sweet. That's how you and know. Frightening. <laughs> sweet and frightened. Yeah, but uh, but there isn't a letter. Like they're just kind of. I always say it whenever this question comes up, but they're just like. Romantic is the right word for me, yeah. even if it's not like yeah, a love letter yeah, or something. Yeah. It no, it is. It's the romantic notion of sitting down and crafting something on a piece of paper, like, and it's it's always your feelings. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's great. I, I, and I always say, I'm like, I'm gonna start writing letters. I did write a letter not that long ago, and it was great. And I think it means it means more than an email. Like, it, it does. It actually oh, it does. definitely does mean more than an email. Yeah, and it's lovely, and it's a nice um, nostalgic kind of thing. A friend of mine wrote me a letter from London. And it was lovely, but you're also like, it's hard then to write a letter back, like if you're going to get into a letter writing thing. Yeah. Because, like, do you go back and go, as per point one of your letter, yeah. you know, or like, what if you missed something, like you didn't reference all the things, you didn't ask her all the questions back, or, you know, it's a tricky one. Yeah, it was a good way to communicate. It was like, because even, even in, like, just um, in the dressing room for King Lear today, and I was looking around, and like, it wasn't an unusual dressing room, but like, we were just all on our phones. I, yeah, I know, like, uh, that's yeah, such a cliche yeah. thing to say at this point. Like, you no, look around the waiting room. Totally, but I was like, yeah. fuck, like, we yeah. are all on our phones. Yeah, I was on the bus the other day. I was sitting down the back of the bus, and I think there was seven people sitting around me, and everyone was on their phones. It's sad, yeah. It's just mad. Like, because it's, it's probably only going to get m- it's only more extreme. Get worse. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, what is it going to be like? I don't know. Like you're, I'm probably just gonna put on goggles yeah. or something and yeah, watching movies like it's mad. Yeah, it's mad. It's so interesting. I yeah, I'm going away. I booked to go away to Donegal for like eight days. Lovely. To the, to the middle of nowhere in Donegal. Very good. Like the middle of nowhere. To, by yourself. By myself. I love it. Yeah. To write something. I will do a bit of that. Yeah. But as much as that, just to unplug from everything. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I definitely no phones? do. Uh, no phones. Minimal phone. Very minimal yeah, phone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Checking in, letting everyone know you're alive. I'm alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm so excited. That's brilliant. When are you doing that? Uh, like 10 days. Oh. The start of November. It's going to be deadly. Yeah, I've got a few bits. I've got to record some podcasts and get them all ready to go. And like, got to get my stuff in order. That's I might never nice. come back, you know? You never. You'll just be a man of the world. I do think about that. Do you ever think about that just moving away? Oh, all the time. Do you think you will? Yeah. Um, I don't know. But I often think about, yeah, just disappearing into a log cabin in the woods. Ah, oh, that'd be nice. It would? Yeah. 
Yeah. And maybe I'm sure that there'd be bits you'd miss, but like the thought of it is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. The thought yeah. of it is really, really good. But yeah, that just shows where we're at. Like if people are craving that, yeah. you know, you're craving the silence and solitude. Oh God, this is getting dark. Go I, on, let's yeah, go, okay, go let's on. go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, number 34. No, Sorry, my, I, my fingernails are so dirty, but it's because of King Lear. Is it? Yeah. That's the second time he's mentioned King Lear. It is. It is. Because I have so much, I just can't get it off. That's okay. Who are you, Edmund? Edgar. Edgar. So he's the one who goes. Is there an Edmund? Edmund, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're brothers. It was like a okay. weird choice in Shakespeare's part to name them like so similarly. Well, my brothers are called Barry and Gary. Really? Yeah. So, you know. Gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I take it all back. What, what number was that? Was 30, 34. 34, all right. Uh, number 34, uh, tell us about... This is a weird question. I kind of wish this question wasn't in there. Fuck it, I'll say it, but you don't <laughs> answer. It's just a weird question. Tell us about a moment in your life that you'd describe as a close call. Ooh, okay. Um, like, I, I was about to preface this with saying, I wish I had something more dramatic, but, you know, a friend could have been killed, so it's pretty dramatic. I was walking out of Smock Alley one day with a group of friends and my friend in front, it was kind of like it was in slow motion, it was like a road safety ad. Um, friend in front turned around and was talking to us and kept walking as a car came speeding up, a taxi came speeding yeah. up that little lane outside Smock Alley. And my other friend screamed, Trey! Oh, give it away who it was. Yeah. And we grabbed her by the hood and pulled her back in. But afterwards, we were all proper shock going, you could have been killed like this. That was a very close call. Yeah, that's a, this is such a nice conversation. That's a dangerous little, they fucking fly. That's a desperate road. They zoom up and down there, yeah. not caring for us. Yeah. Erstwhile bohemians that are just <laughs> lolling about the place, you know. But um, yeah, that was, that was a close call. I also nearly drowned in a swimming pool in LA when I was a kid. Oh, you sound like Jeff Buckley or I something. I know, right? I was living in a hotel for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, my aunt lives in LA and we went to visit her and I would have been about eight or nine and it was me and my mum went and she had a swimming pool in the apartment that she was living in and I was in the swimming pool having a great old time and my mum is terrified of water, right? right? Terrified of it. Like, big bodies of water not mm-hmm. like a glass hygiene <laughs> or a glass of water yeah <laughs> uh, she's hydrated and she's clean yeah um, but the pool um, had a deep end as they tend to and I was staying up and I'm not a great swimmer like and I d- definitely wasn't at that time I don't think I could swim at all mm. um, I was splashing around the shallow zone but I remember my foot slipped I was obviously like towing the line in the pool and my foot slipped and I like there was an incline and I went kind of sliding down and I went underwater and I remember coming up and down and up and down and like gasping for air and like swallowing loads of water and I had this thing in my head like where if you come up and down three times like you're not coming back up the fourth time you know and my mum was like screaming the other side of the pool and now you see I've I've picked her up and said how wonderful and amazing she was she didn't jump in to save me interesting (laughs) yeah interesting Bev Hmm. but she did throw in the towel um, figuratively no literally not figuratively she threw in a towel and I grabbed it on one of my times coming up out of the water and she pulled me out and then I was not let near the pool for the rest of the holiday that was another close call yeah Mm. I mean yeah like like it's one of them weird things when you hear like of like someone that like just drowned in the swimming pool, but like yeah. it can completely happen. Yeah, but they're those freak accidents, like yeah, 
you know um, like I think it's mad when you see like the storm um, and then you see like the boys out like windsurfing oh or kite surfboarding or whatever they were doing that's crazy I think like that's just absolute idiotic and so irresponsible and you go there's emergency services like that are if anything happens to them they're putting their life in danger for them you know I think they should be fined yeah you were like you're dead you right did, did you see <laughs> did you see this is like anyone who listens from like outside the country will have no idea what we're talking about the happy pair oh yeah the two lads they got flack didn't they they got flack because they went out so basically it was a big storm in Ireland called Storm Ophelia and it was like weather warnings were out from like a couple of days in advance and then it seemed like people were like now this is going to be really really bad and these two lads go swimming every day like uh, in the beach like five in the morning yeah they do or like a sunrise swim and post about on Instagram and stuff yeah exactly and then they did it this day when everyone was told to basically stay out of the water because like it's going to be dangerous and even though it did look perfectly calm now yeah so like both sides of that in fairness it was very very mild that morning and everyone was like where is this storm think I'll bring the kids to the beach ha 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 like it was really mild it was quite warm even um, and there wasn't a gust of wind around but it totally picked up and it was horrific like and tragic as well but um, yeah, that was funny. They got an awful lot of flack. Yeah, like there, there is some. I, I, and I, I used to have this way more, and it's not a good part. But there is something like when there's people who are like very like clean living and idealistic looking, yeah, yeah. and it is kind of gas to see them just get a load of flack. Then yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, get in trouble. <laughs> I, well, I think right, if they wanted to go and have their sunrise swim, if they couldn't do it out at that morning, they should have went and done it, but not posted about it, just because it's irresponsible. That's true. That's actually a great point. Like, have yeah. your cake, just don't tell people you had it. That is the compromise. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think we've worked out the world's problems. There you go. All right. Just do shit and don't tell people. <laughs> yeah. Well, something to be said for it. Right, here we go. Number seven. Yes! Nice. Woo! I like how much you enjoyed that. I, I'm very excited. I'm going to put a circle around it now. All right. Excellent. Awesome. Deadly. Okay, well. What's the question? It's probably horrific. Like, <laughs> we're, we're like dead on halfway there. So okay. There's, there's actually hope. There's hope. I can claw this back. All right, number seven. Uh, what, is, do you, uh, what is your favourite quote? Oh, God. Okay. Um, my favourite quote and it's one of your questions that you have in there I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason um, but also like oh, in terms of favourite quotes I have one that I love to throw into conversations with my friends and particularly when it's not relevant mm. and it's um, like it, I try to make it sound really deep and meaningful and I'm like guys guys no listen you should never wrestle with a pig okay <laughs> Because he'll both get filthy, but the pig will enjoy it. <laughs> and people are like, the slow clap, you know. Oh my God, you're so right. Um, so I like that one. That's um, very good. Yeah, it's good. Where'd that come from? Apparently, it's attributed to George Bernard Shaw. I don't know if I believe Ooh. that. You can't really trust everything you read on the internet. Yeah. I don't know. I'll look that up. Um, but I also love, like, misquoting quotes. Yes. You know? So, and then that happens kind of like a Chinese whispers thing. Like, I was with friends recently, and someone misquoted that back to me, going, guys, always wrestle with a pig, okay? <laughs> like, that's not what I was trying to say. Yeah. So I like when people get quotes wrong as well. Yeah, there's a lot know? to be said for it. Um, yeah. In terms of everything happens for a reason, you like, yeah. you like that? Yeah. Go for I it. do, yeah, I do believe that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Has it ever been like challenge for you, where like, why the fuck did that happen? Regularly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, regularly. Um, but I always kind of just come back to it, and then like in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that's why that thing happened, or that's why that thing didn't happen, and I always find like the times when I'm most upset or angry over something not happening, 
like down the line then I go oh I was being redirected towards something else you know it's all it's all a bit airy fairy and I it makes me sound a bit wishy-washy and like I can't make a decision but I do believe that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen yeah no I'm kind of witchy there like and it's one of them things you know it's one of them things that even if it is bollocks it doesn't matter yeah because if you can like legitimize it for yourself that's enough yeah it makes sense to me and it helps me just get on with things yeah (laughs) that's like does that like that's kind of the way with everything yeah whatever works yeah whatever that's my favorite quote oh there you go that's a uh a woody allen larry david um film called whatever works and it's brilliant there you go that's my favorite quote actually whatever works i love it and you go like when you you see something that you don't agree with or that might be a bit left to center or something that's a bit out there and you're just like hey whatever works yeah you know yeah, yeah. makes people happy whatever works yeah 100 i like that one yeah. all right cool it's a great film as well yeah must watch it mm, okay there we go took a while but we got there number 12 Okay, alright, okay. okay. We're taking a break from the momentum. Sorry. Uh-uh. Do you ever wish you were born as the opposite gender? No. Interesting. Uh no, I don't. I am very happy being female. Um I have never thought of that. Mm. Never until I read your question. Um I don't have any type of witty answer prepared for it. No, I'm very happy and very comfortable my gender thing yeah I the only time I talk about this sometimes I don't know what you think about it like the weird thing about how <laughs> it's not that weird it's like very well established but the fact that men can't give birth uh, that is a well established that's well established <laughs> but it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of mad it is mad like uh, yeah it's such an important thing it's the most important thing yeah, yeah. I, I get jealous sometimes do you yeah oh that's nice to hear yeah I, nice. I just think and I just think that ye like ye as in women are probably ha- have the potential for like more I guess more like love more feelings because yeah. like it's just a crazy thing well I do think that I think um, oh gosh this might be controversial I think that women are better able to put others before them sometimes let's just say sometimes um and i think it is a biological thing of going you grow another person inside you um you have to put them first you know so i think i i think maybe that's the something interesting there and that women are predisposed to putting others first maybe you know? I think there has to be something to be said for that the, yeah it has to be so and it's just biological like. yeah like it's a like we both acknowledge that's a really general statement but I think like generally speaking it's very true yeah you know there's exceptions to everything but of like, course of course yeah but but there ha- like that has to be true like because but y- it has to have some effect definitely 100% like, you're going yeah because like like is in like humans are so functional like anything you can do you can do it for a reason so like if men can't give birth then it, like the reasoning I think is really sound like there's probably other things that we can't do as well as yeah. that like for yeah, what your yeah, example yeah. Sure, of you know sure, to sure. have to put someone before yourself yeah, and like have yeah. to share everything yeah. with a little human inside yeah. you yeah like um, that's yeah. the only like that's the main thing like I, I always think about that that's what you'd like <laughs> I would like I would like to give birth I think I would that's cool yeah that's I mean it's never cool gonna to happen it. but <laughs> like uh, but it's a cool thing to hear guys like and I, I guess a why again? It, 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 this is all wildly general, but it's more fun to talk that way sometimes. <laughs> that like, uh, I, I can only imagine that like a mother must feel like a, an incredible bond with ah, a child. Absolutely, that yeah. like, you know, uh, and obviously then that makes it difficult with like either you know um, 
what is it the depression that comes postnatal depression yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that when you kind of feel like I should be feeling this thing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's not all these things but like is in but that that bond that like you must share going through something of like that level it's of trauma incredible. yeah it's 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 just so fascinating like I find that really really fascinating and it also makes me think like friends of mine that have babies now like I kind of feel like giving them a get out cause like when I'm talking about stuff going oh, you've given birth to another human. Like, anything I'm saying is completely inferior to, like, what you've gone through, you know? Yeah. I kind of feel like bowing down before them, it's absolutely mind-blowing, like... Could we kind of normalise it like it's a normal thing, but... And I know it is it because is there's, thing, there's 7 billion people... Be, like, to go through that. Yeah. And that's a... I don't have any children. Like, I would like to have some. And I'm going... Like, I'm looking forward to that, like, to knowing what the other people know. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. because it must just be, like... I think I'd be like really um um what's that word uh what's that word super super soup mm, can't think of the word mm. I think I'd be like oh you know nothing you fool oh. I haven't birthed a child yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd be like yeah yeah, I mean, all knowing, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Omni, um, 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 yeah. omnipresent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no. I, I think I, no. I know the word you're thinking of, and I can't. Super. Not. Oh God, what is that word? Basically, I mean, looking. There's someone listening to this in their earphones, yeah. being going, like, "Shut up, shut up!" They're shouting it. Yeah, out. they're shouting it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of a crazy thing that that we we do. Like, and I wonder, so like, because that's the thing with me. I when I think about having kids. Like I think that like on one hand I'm like nope I have no interest in that that yeah, sounds yeah. like such hard work and like and like the selfish part is like I wouldn't be able to do loads of the things that I love to do yeah, yeah, but then yeah, the other course. part is like you hear everyone who's ever had a kid say no it's the most incredible thing but that's the thing like they can't be saying that for nothing exactly do you know what I mean and They're they just don't not. call it the miracle of childbirth for nothing that's like, the thing there has to be something in it yeah that's my only reason to want a kid. Honestly, I'm just like... I just want to know what they're all talking about. Yeah, 100% cases, the grass is greener on their side. That's it. Well, I'll be sure to let you know. Do give me a shout. Immediately, right. yeah. if it ever happens to me. Yeah, yeah, it's question number 30. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, here we go, number 41. Yes! Nice! You're Very so... Good. I love this. This is amazing. I have to win. Yeah, this is great. Are you competitive? Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm the most competitive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, number 41. If you weren't the nationality you were... You're Irish, right? I am. What nationality would you choose to be? What nationality would I choose to be? Okay. Um, does it have to be forever? Or could I just, like, get a go at something else? I'll give you a go. Okay. Um, I would love to be somewhere from the back arse of nowhere in America, like Midwest. Um... Like Indiana kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but like also a completely two-dimensional stereotypical character. Yeah. In this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, want, like I want to be kind Sam of... Sam Shepard play. I was literally about to say, I want to be like a Sam Shepard character. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Why? Um, I don't know. I've always just loved it. Um, I want denim cut-off shorts. I want a can of Bud Light. Like, I want a whole load of children running around me. You kind of like, have that look as I, well. I do, I do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, the girls slag me about that. They're like, you are, like, for the want of a less PC term, white trash. Yeah, <laughs> like, 100%. I kind of have a white trashy vibe, yeah. I know, right? So I would like that, but only for a little go of it. Um, I wouldn't like to live like that. But I would like to try it out for a little while. Um. I also think I would like to be um, like a beautiful Russian genius of some description. Nice. You know? Yeah, I think um, 
I'm just fascinated by Russians. I just think they're incredible and bizarre. I've never met an actual Russian. Have you not? No. Okay. Um, I have. I think they're they're great. A great bunch of lads. Yeah. Um, and I would love to be able to speak Russian. Mm. I think it's very cool. It is quite cool. Uh, the World Cup's in Russia this year. Oh, very good. Would you ever go? Are you into football? Absolutely no interest. No interest. No. Yeah. Um, but like then you go the like. There, I'm sure there are people listening go, what? Like, look at their policies and all the rest. Oh, of course, I get it. Again, I just like to try it on for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I kind of like, uh, kind of being completely uneducated about Russia and Russians, kind of like scary. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, and I think I would just like that, to have that level of power and fear. I just think of like paleness, cold. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Stern, ice queen. Yeah. All oh, the works. You're yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Into it, yeah. All right, nice. Let's go again. Okay, here we go. Number 40. Oh, no. Don't look oh, okay. Uh, what is your biggest downfall when it comes to being healthy? My biggest downfall when it comes to being healthy. Um, I am a great one for being like, guys, it's all about balance, you know, and that's how I will justify going to the donut shop or having that extra gin and tonic or whatever. It's like, guys, it's balance. But I always have to remind myself you have to do the good things as well. You know, balance is not just about treating yourself all the time. Yeah. And I'm very able to talk myself into treating myself. Um, so I do, yeah, occasionally like you just go, you know what, today you have to have the banana instead of the donut, Rebecca. That's just how things go. Yeah. Um, but I am getting much better at that. And I teach um, fitness classes. So that's great for me because it means I work out do you know what I mean um, I was like on a wet cold night I have to go because there are people depending on me and I have to show up and sweat my ass off and work like crazy um, but it means I get the workout in because if I wouldn't like there's often times when I go to my class and the girls are there and I'm like you know what fair play to is showing up if this was me going to a class I probably wouldn't do it so yeah that's a good uh, it's a good way to encourage myself to do it you yeah, know when you have to you have to show up for others so you have to do it exactly for those hard things in life like being accountable to someone is useful yes it is it really is you know yeah is we like it was i was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about um this is not the same thing but it just made me think of it better they were talking about um there's these two american comedians and uh, they're really funny one named burke kreischer and one named tom segura and they had okay. this competition I, they, but they're basically it was like a fat shaming competition because they both are like really heavy men okay. and they wanted to lose weight so they basically just and they're relatively famous like they have like you know probably like 400,000 Twitter followers each okay, like they're yeah, that yeah. level famous yeah, yeah. Um, and they basically just like got all their fans and like each other like to like fat shame each other oh, wow. and they both lost a shit ton of weight and they've kept it off and they're like they're like fuck it really worked interesting <laughs> and it was really interesting <laughs> and they were like shame is like it is really bad like obviously if you're being like bullied or if you're like inflicting on yourself and it's really having an effect and you're like it was so useful for us wow we needed it that's interesting and they're like they're, uh -huh. they're off like blood pressure me medication like literally oh, there you go that's there's a but they were yeah everything. they were just like you know they i guess they had to be accountable to each other and to their yeah. fans and to the abuse yeah. like <laughs> and uh, it was just it was just they kind of interesting yeah they literally. did ask for it <laughs> they literally asked for it um but yeah it's probably better to be accountable to a fitness class yes. rather than like a, a rave <laughs> of angry yeah yeah, yeah 100 percent. okay um here we go number 38 okay no worries number 38 question is um what are, what are we what is your relationship to social media? Um, I like it. I think it's good. Um, 
My relationship to social media is probably a little bit more it's probably a little bit more present in my life than I would like it to be. Yeah. Like we were saying about being on a bus or being in a waiting room or whatever. It's the default. I'll go and I'll check it and then I'm going, I'm looking at the same photos on Facebook or Instagram again, you know. Um, and occasionally then I do the social media detox, which is great. Um, What's that look like for you? It is just logging out of everything. Occasionally deactivating a Facebook page. I feel like that might be coming again soon. Um or just deleting the apps off your phone, you know, so that, like, you go, I don't know why we do it. It's just, I have to wait for 10 minutes, I'll get my phone out. Uh, someone is running late and you're sitting in a coffee shop, I'll get the phone out. You mm. go, what happened to just sitting and waiting or reading a magazine or reading a book or whatever? So I do always try to bring a book with me and try to do that instead, try to use my time a little bit more productively. But that said, I love social media, big fan of Instagram. Nowadays, I'm after getting into it, and I'm like someone's really embarrassing aunt, you know, who's only discovered it. I'm like, guys, have you heard about this thing called Instagram? <laughs> it's cool. There's photos on it. Um, so yeah, I am into Instagram, the Grime Line. If you'd like to follow me. Oh on yeah, it. yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. We'll get um, all that. What the 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 one that I d- d- did have and got rid of, um, because I'm like I probably am in the exact same place. You would yeah. like to have it like a little bit less. Now. Yeah, the one I got rid of, and I love not being on it, is Snapchat. Oh yeah Now you see I think I'm far too old For Snapchat Really? Yeah That's how I feel about that okay. I, um, I know people way older Than you on Snapchat Yeah Yeah I know But I also know people Way younger than me on it Like my nephews are on it Yeah Um, It's mad Like my nephew I asked him what he wanted to be And he wanted to be A YouTuber or a Snapchatter And I was like Oh wow That's a viable option For yeah. people Like that's crazy Um, I have Snapchat I absolutely don't know how to use it and I keep getting notifications and then I don't know like if people are sending these things just to me you know it's like my dad is on Facebook and he thinks his news feed is people sending him things Oh, which is really sweet yeah um, yeah. so he'd be like oh did you see the photo that Mairead sent me and it's my friend and I'm like no she was just posting photos of her holiday you know <laughs> or yeah it's really cute he thinks they're all um, for for him so I'm like that on Snapchat. I don't understand and I don't know, like, should I respond if someone sends you a, a picture of something or, like, yeah, I don't know. Depends what it is. It could be a dick pic. Well, could be. Definitely could be. Do I respond to them? What do I do? Yeah, yeah, Thumbs yeah. Thumbs up? You just ah. take a picture of your dick oh, and send it back. Yes, great. <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's an aggressive little one. That one That's going to be on the chart. Number eight. No, it's not. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Number eight. We, uh, what is it? Number eight. Um, do you have any irrational fears? Yes, I do. Um, I do have irrational fears. The thing I am most terrified of, the things I am most terrified of are butterflies. Really? Oh my God. I think they are the spawn of Satan himself. <laughs> I hate them. It's um, obviously a hereditary thing that got passed down from my mother. My sister, not a fan of them either. But like, terrified. Will proper run out of a room screaming if there's a butterfly whoa yeah hate them summer is a really really trying time <laughs> gosh hate them yeah and people are like oh they're beautiful and like people who have them landing on their hands and shit Ugh, hate them um, so them yeah butterflies not a fan and this is a weird one wrists I'm irrationally absolutely scared shitless look at me I have to cover them now this is like it's just a 
a default thing that when I talk about them, I'll have to cover them. I'm freaked out and terrified of wrists. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do I say to that? Yeah. What like why is it the way they move? Yeah, it's the way they move, the way they look. Um, is it your own wrists? Not a fan of them either. <laughs> Don't like other people's as well. Um, how they look? They're so vulnerable, I guess. Like they're a really weak point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like my toes are curling, and I have my wrists like buried under my armpits right now because I'm just like freaking out they just freak me out Whoa. so then like I have friends that love to taunt me and they're like so how would you feel if a butterfly landed on your wrist and that now is absolute end of days like that's just that would push me right over the edge oh my <laughs> god weird isn't that wrist or gas yeah. that's so funny even, yeah. even when you said like because it's just not a word you hear like in, in isolation wrists yeah like I've, I've never heard that I, I was like what do you mean risks what are you trying to yeah. say no. is, is it a type of biscuit yeah. what, what is it <laughs> That's mad. Wrists, yeah. Like, so if there's a movie or a play or anything, like, where people are doing anything to their wrists, it is just, like, I can't even really talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just proper freaks me out. Don't just move on. Let's move Let's on. on. Yes. <laughs> right, okay, here we go. Uh, number, God, the machine's, it's just having a, it's, it's Friday. It's got the Friday feeling. Number 30. Shall I? I don't, but I feel bad now because I was so excited when those numbers came out and now I feel bad that I'm not excited for your questions. So I'm going to go, yay! Everything's Just an anticlimax now. Yeah, 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 yeah 100%. Um, do you believe in love at first sight? Yes, I do. Um, and I didn't think I did, but I do. And it's another thing like that I have to reconcile with myself, about myself. I'm like, oh, it's so airy-fairy. It's so wishy-washy. It's like such a romantic notion and concept but yeah, I do believe in love at first sight. It's one of them things though, it's kind of thing that like, th- anyone who's not, not experienced it isn't going to believe it. And totally. then the minute someone experiences it, they're going to be like, oh no, it obviously is a thing yeah, now. Totally, 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 totally. I totally agree with you. Um, I would have been very um, cynical. People are listening going, no, she's not. She's fucking, oh, what's that? Everything for a reason. Like, um, It's like Dougal, you know me, Ted, I'm very cynical. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't believe in it. And then I guess it happened and I did believe in it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the best, like, that's, that, like, yeah, it really probably is the only way yeah. you could yeah. believe it. It's so bizarre. I think, oh God, here we go. I think you just recognise something in another person and that's what it is. And some part of you recognises some part of them and it's completely inexplicable. And I don't know, maybe it's not love at first sight. Maybe it's just a... Um, recognising something in someone um, but we call it love because we don't know what else it is yeah that's kind of nice that's a nice way to say it that was really sweet I feel like there's no follow up questions <laughs> that was the correct answer <laughs> right here we go and uh, number 16 yay but I don't have it <laughs> number 16 right um, where are we oh what's the greatest lesson you've learned about acting Oh, Christ. We haven't even um, talked about acting at all. We haven't at all. The greatest thing nice. I've learned about acting, ooh, it's a really hard business to be in. Mm. Um, if there's anything else that you think you might like to do, pursue that, is what I would say. Um, if you genuinely feel there is nothing else you would like to do and you cannot do anything else, by all means, go for it. But be so prepared for the hard times. Yeah. Like, and... 
it's it's just so tough like rejection is just an everyday part of your job you know as an actor um the greatest lesson i've learned about it is just stick with it um and know that when you're in the bad times or the quiet times or like there's times like when I've gone for job after job and nothing is sticking like and it's so easy to get um down about it or discouraged but stick with it yeah yeah it's have you like because it, it you know it's it, like it is one of them quotes and it is so true of like if there's something else you can do that will make you happy go do it oh yeah like I can't believe that have you had to ha- have you because obviously you're still doing it yeah. so that's not applied to you yeah. yet like have you had to have that conversation with friends who who you're like oh my god I have that conversation with myself regularly like I had it with myself during the summer um, when I was waiting to hear about something and I didn't know if I had work uh, next year and I was having a proper existential crisis like going okay what else can I do like what else can I do with the qualifi- qualifications I have what else could I do and like the options were slim which was really grim mm. but yeah I've, I've regularly had that conversation with friends and I kind of think as well um, it's at those times just when you're on the brink of giving up something tends to fall into place mm. I've been lucky enough with that um, that like people will come back to me then and then say ah do you remember now when you were freaking out and joining the army last week or whatever I was deciding to do yeah um, and now here you are and you have two jobs or whatever like something will come along I know. you know you, but you always forget that absolutely you always forget it will be okay yeah yeah totally even if it's not okay it'll be like yeah it, yeah it's mad it's mad it's a very very testing industry to be in yeah like you need a really thick skin you need resilience you know and you need a healthy amount of self-belief because you will be shut down regularly you know and knocked down so you have to kind of just have that resilience in you and go no I'm doing this and I can do it and just because I didn't get x y and z jobs doesn't mean that I'm not going to get the next one or whatever you know you just kind of have to stick with it what would like just in like if you were to have kids and what would happen if like a, a child of your let's say like a daughter because yeah. it's probably different for guys and girls as well I think yeah, maybe. a little bit yeah I think it's tougher but yeah. basically for yeah. I think it is uh, like and she was like I want to be and like we're talking like leaving school like not even as a little baby it's oh. like I literally want to go to the gate school and pretty much do exactly what you did like what would you how would you approach it uh, like I think about that and I'm. I think that I would be one of those parents that's like, no, go get a degree first, you know? And then I go, my parents weren't like that. They were totally supportive. And I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for them being that supportive. So I would have to pay that forward and just support them and um, hopefully be able to share some insight and wisdom and let them know that, yeah, you will be working jobs you don't want to work for an awful long time, like until you get to a place, place where you don't have to do that anymore, hopefully. Um, but it's good. It builds character. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. like You know? Like, yeah. It's, it's actually a really nice thing. I, I've been kind of, it's kind of been happening for me. I'm like two and a bit, well, yeah, I'm like two and a bit years out of drama school. Yeah. And it's like, but it's that time now where you kind of still, like the friends that you made in drama school that you're still friends with are obviously still your friends. Yeah. But you're also starting to meet loads of other people. Yeah, And yeah. meet like people who went to other 
schools and who didn't train sure, here or sure, who sure, it's yeah. really nice because yeah. actors are great a lot of the time yeah like, they're really great people yeah 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 you know you do it's like i would be delighted if i had a child that w- wanted to go into something in the arts um because it is so fulfilling and so rewarding and you meet the best people um i would just be i'd be worried for them you know like i left drama school and i didn't work for three years at really? all yeah at all like i was waitressing every hour I could, do you know what I mean? Just to pay rent. I didn't know that. Just to pay bills. Yeah, didn't work at all. Um, but I wouldn't take back any of that. I'm going, you know what? It was, oh, there's my tummy. Did you pick that up? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I worked so many jobs, like just to pay my rent. And you're still a starving actor. You know? And I'm still literally <laughs> a starving actor, <laughs> as you can hear. Um, but that's like, that was the best thing I did. You know, that is what, builds strength and builds character and gives you the drive and the passion to carry on doing things like you'd be in the gaiety you know yourself from half eight to half six and then I'd have to fly and work a shift from seven till midnight you know and then come home and do your assignments and do it all again and work all your weekends and stuff but that's character building you know I've never had anything handed to me and I think it's you're better off that way yeah, you know? there's definitely a lot to be said for it, right? Yeah. I think we've got time for one more question. Excellent. All right, okay. Let's do this. Let's do it. I'm doing it backwards. Jesus, oh. that's not a good sign. Just been a long week, man. Uh, right, number 42. Ah, don't have it. I felt that. I did really bad on this. You got two. That's not great, Tom. It's not great. It's not. It's not it? the worst. There was nothing like, kind of came out here. Do you want to see what it was, just out of curiosity? Yeah. Let's see, did you get it? Number 23? <laughs> okay, you did pretty bad. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what was forty three? Was it yeah. um, forty three? Oh, this is an interesting one to end it on. Uh, right, if there was one thing you could change about Ireland, what would it be? Oh my God, uh, the homeless crisis. Yeah, it's just so tragic. Like it is just so tragic and infuriating, and you feel so helpless, and you're just like, what? what can we do about this like it just breaks my heart walking across town today like and you just see so many people sleeping rough like and the the figures like for families that are being made homeless and children that are homeless like it's just it's absolutely horrific if I could get rid of one problem in a click it would be that and I would also repeal the shit out of that eighth amendment yeah (laughs) I know that would be they'd be my two things yeah if I could, uh, yeah, yeah, change one thing. Yeah, they're both, they're like, they're both, it's both, they're both kind of equally as insane that they they are such an issue. So yeah. I mean, the Eighth Amendment is just like, Archaic. yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, the the homeless, like the weird thing about the homeless thing is that like, it's 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 normal yeah. here now. Yeah, it's normal. Like it's so sad. Yeah, I yeah. I think when people come over, I want like I wonder when people come to Ireland, are they kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like because. To, to like, I, I'm not, and I'm not trying to be, uh, like, like a hard ass about this, but like, in, in, I'm so used to seeing homeless people, yeah. and like, and then like, we're desensitized to it. Yeah, and then yeah. you go like, oh, so that's what like, that's what happened when like loads of mistakes happen in a row, which is yeah. not true, but like, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it's a normal thing. Whereas like, it, it no matter what the fuck happens in your life, that should not be an option uh, to happen. No, it's it's I, it just it's so mind boggling that. It's so prevalent in this country. Like you're going, 
sort it out, lads. Like, what can we do, you yeah. know? And just what is infuriating is like uh, all the empty houses around the country. Yeah. And in Dublin, the amount of space. Yeah. Like that Apollo house thing. 100%. Yeah, There's you know. so many spaces like that and it's so expensive to yeah. rent. Like, you can totally see how. Oh, absolutely. Like, what they say, we're all only like two steps away from it. Like, you know, yes. Yeah. It's. it's I, I can't imagine what it's like to have a family and to be in that situation and to be losing your home and just to be so completely powerless to it. You know, it just, it makes you so grateful and so thankful for everything you have. Like literally, I was making my bed this morning and I went, thank God I have a bed to make every morning. Like, yeah. you know, somewhere to go. You think about the storm and everything the other day, like it's just, it's heart wrenching. Mm -hmm. And people just walking past them and ignoring them like they're not there. Yeah. You know, I think that's so important. Like even if you don't have the spare change to give someone to help them out or you can't buy them a cup of coffee or a sandwich or whatever, just to acknowledge them like that's yeah. a, it's a human being, you know. I, that that was one thing. Do you know what made me like again another awful thing? But like that wouldn't have been something that I would have done. I I don't know where I got it from. Like maybe as a kid, like my parents were like just keep, just walking, keep walking, you know, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. Um, but I mean, you know, Pat Kinavan's play Silent. Oh my God! Yeah, totally. The, like that was the thing about it. It's this amazing yeah. Irish actor and writer who just yeah. created these amazing trilogy of shows. But this one's about a, a homeless man, and it's it's just the most incredible yeah. play. But like that. It, and it's, it's crazy that it took something so simple to just like adjust that like fuck just rather than even if you don't have money to give to someone just like say yeah. I'm sorry or say hello or whatever yeah. it is just acknowledge just them as a person as like a person. they're not in invisible yeah you know you forget like that that is a human being with feelings and emotions and my god it's I can't imagine what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis. No, like, no. You know? But you're right, it's great It's great when you can catch yourself like making your bed and try and have that little moment yeah. of gratitude yourself because totally. that stuff is important, you know? They say there, but for the grace of God go I. Yeah. You know, like, we're so lucky. 100%. Well, a kind of a kind of nicely poignant way to end it, but um, thank you so much for doing it. Um, <laughs> thank you. Do you have any, uh, like we mentioned, a little cheeky Instagram plug, do you have any stuff uh, coming out or um, uh, social media they want to let people know about? Ah, that's very nice. I am um, everyone's embarrassing aunt on Instagram. I oh, I was telling my nephew about this, and I was like, I've got no friends on Instagram, and he was like, You are so embarrassing. They're called followers. <laughs> like, stop that. Um, so you can follow me on the Grime Line on Instagram. Um, don't send me snaps on Snapchat because I don't know how to watch them. Especially really. no dick pics. Please, no dick pics. Please. Um, and what else? I have the movie coming out next February. I wasn't March. sure if you could say about that. Yeah, 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 we can say about that. So uh, the Damo and Ivor movie is coming out. It's going to be in the Audi Film Festival next February. And then I think it's going on general release in March. Damn, I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, it'll be good crack. Daddy, Rebecca yeah. Grimes, thanks so much for playing Personality Bingo. Thank you, Tom. So guys, that was Rebecca Grimes playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moore, and a massive thank you to Rebecca for taking the time to do it. Uh, it was such a fun chat, and it had been one we've been trying to organise for a while, so it was really great to get it done and in the can. Also, a huge thank you to Taz Kelleher, uh, the boss woman for all the work she does in the podcast. Um, she's been putting up with me uh, on a ridiculously busy schedule and not always being the easiest to contact and stuff, um, and it's just been a tricky couple of months because um, it's been so busy, um, and she's so busy with her wonderful podcast in the shower with Taz and Marcus, uh, but we're managing to make 
make it work and she is the best so Taz if you're listening which you are because you edit this podcast thank you so much uh, also a huge thank you to Alan Paddy Laura Sean all the guys at Headstuff for all the wonderful wonderful work they do uh, we could not have this show without you and it's massively appreciated as always also a huge thank you to Liam Moore and Anthony Manley for the brilliant theme music to Conan Olin for our deadly artwork and to you the lovely listeners thank you so much for tuning in we've got some really interesting guests coming up in the next few weeks I'm not going to say who they are because we haven't recorded them yet but they're going to be done over the next couple of weeks and there's some really quirky ones ones I think you're going to really really enjoy so guys as always thank you for listening and we'll see you next week for Personality Bingo with Tom Moran HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details.